Hello, I'm Bruce Edwards, and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. Sand, for most people, would not be considered a precious resource. But sand is the main ingredient in concrete, in glass, in roads, even our electronic devices. There's only one natural resource we use more of, and that's water. Sand, in fact, is a primary material for our economic development. But as abundant as it might seem, sand mining to meet increasing demand has become a multi-billion dollar industry, and where supplies are low, a thriving black market exists. During a research on beach erosion, some people say that people came one night with trucks and guns and steal the beach away during one night, and I was totally shocked. Pascal Paduzzi is the Director of Science at the Early Warning and Assessment Division of the United Nations Environmental Programme and lead author of the UNEP's report on global sand usage entitled Sand Rarer Than One Thinks. So how much sand do we actually use and uh, do we really need to worry about the supply of sand? Yes, we do. but it's very difficult to get because there is no such thing as a global uh, monitoring organization that will tell us how much sand we are using. So what we know roughly from estimation is um, that we humans are um, uh, shifting, extracting about uh, between 47 and uh, 59 um, billion metric tons per year of material. But the only way we could estimate the, the sand is how much we are using for building because what has been reported is the production of cement and cement is uh, being uh, used as an ingredient for concrete. So by extrapolating that, we, we come to a fairly uh, amazing number of about 30 billion metric tons per year. And that's such an amazing amount of sand. To, to get an understanding of how much that is, you can build a wall of about 20 meters uh, high by 20 meters wide all around the equator. It's the biggest material after water that we are, we are using per year. What is uh, driving uh, the demand mostly these days? Are there certain regions that are using more sand than others? Yes, China is using 60% of that uh, worldwide by now. We The, the recent statistic was 41 billion metric tons per year of uh, cement, which then extrapolate to 30 billion tons uh, of concrete. And China is using 60% of that. So it's really Asia uh, Pacific region that is booming at the moment. And we're using it for building uh, roads, building um, big buildings, urbanizations, but uh, also uh, for land reclamation. For example, Singapore and and other places in Dubai are expanding their territory using sand for um, land reclamation. It's also for refurnishing beaches and uh, building dams, many other purposes. Your research paper shows that uh, uh, damming, the damming of rivers, is one of the reasons that the sand is not being uh, replenished as fast as it's being extracted. How does the damming of rivers impede this uh, natural process of, uh, of renewal? Yeah, this is a long journey to, to go from rocks to sand. Uh, it's uh, It starts by erosion up in the mountains. You have uh, rocks getting smaller and smaller. It gets um, eroded by glaciers, by different movement, then into the rivers. When we And then it it continues all the way down to the to the sea. So when you're damming rivers, and we built so many of those dams uh, in the world, that the dams is blocking those sediment to go uh, down the river and up to the sea. So by keeping those sediment upstream, we do not have this replenishment of sands in the that end up in the ocean and that has an impact on coast and beaches. 
But it seems that whenever a country sort of um, imposes a ban, a mining ban, or imposes uh, regulations to mitigate the environmental impacts of, of mining sand, it just seems to drive up prices and uh, ultimately opens the door to illegal mining. How big a problem is illegal mining? It's it's quite big. And, and you're absolutely right. Uh, in, in Singapore, before the ban... Uh, to import sands from Indonesia, Thailand, Malaysia, and Cambodia, the price of uh, metric tons of sand was uh, $3 per ton. Uh, after the ban, it became $190 uh, per ton. So you see how much then it becomes attractive for people to, to get to illegal trading and to because the resource we can't do without it. And certainly there's a, a very large incentive then for people to make the, this kind of illegal trading. But who's buying the sand in these illegal trades? Is it mostly for construction? Yes, it is. So um, ultimately, it could be uh, private sectors that is building hotels or skyscrapers or in, in privately owned infrastructures, but also governments purchasing sand for road or for land reclamation. Uh, why can't we use the sand in in the deserts? Well, that, that's right. There's there's several um, issue about that. The, the first one is that most of the desert sand is really round because it's been uh, produced by an erosion process from wind that creates very round grain of sand, and this round grain do not aggregate very well. So that's not what you what you want is a is a grain that is broken apart for like from rivers or from mechanical process that uh, makes it more edgy so that it stick together. So that's one of the things. Now, having said that, some of the desert sand could be used for building, uh, but by definition, deserts are not much populated. And so if you need to move sand from one place to another, it's going to be very costly. Given sand is so closely tied with the uh, construction industry and the fact that the cities are only going to get bigger in order to accommodate uh, a growing you know, global population, but also a growing urban population. Do we need to think about uh, different building techniques that, um, that are not so much based on glass and, and concrete, for example? Well, I, I'm not an architect, but what I'm, I'm flagging here is that we have an issue. We have sands that we thought was really abundant and we could take as much as we need. It looks so infinite, but now it seems that it's not and that we are exhausting the resources. First of all, we have to make better use of existing buildings. Where in Dubai, when they build uh, this uh, tallest building in the world... Um, 31% of the buildings are empty in Dubai. So there was no need except to have the highest tower in the world. So we should make better use of existing building. That's one thing. Then we could recycle material. The, the problem, we're not recycling uh, the, the concrete because it's more expensive than getting more sand outside because the, the sand is basically a free material. What costs is the extractions, but uh, we're not paying for accessing the sand in the, uh, in the sea, for example. So we, we first need to understand that there is an issue, there is maybe a shortage on sand, and we need to reconsider the way that we are uh, using it so far. Uh, given the scale of the extraction of this uh, natural resource and the environmental impact, um, why is there no international oversight? Why do you think there is such a, a gap in public awareness on this issue? I think it took everybody by surprise. Uh, I've been working in uh, flagging emerging environmental issues for, for many years now. And I was not aware of that before I started working in Jamaica, where um, doing a research on beach erosion, some people say that 
People came one night with trucks and guns and steal the beach away during one night. And I was totally shocked that people could actually get violence about such an issue that this seems to be so abundant as sand. So what is happening now is that in some locations, sand is not abundant anymore. So we, we need to reconsider the the way that we are dealing uh, uh, with sand. It, it, there is no such thing as a global monitoring because so far um, there wasn't uh, any awareness that this, this might be an issue. And we need to, to you know, uh, raise the alarm that this is one more thing. Uh, it's not the only thing, unfortunately. Governments have to deal with climate change, biodiversity losses, water, plus security, and many other things. And sand is just, just another story uh, that brings this unsustainable development that we seem to be trapped in. But it's something that I, I feel is really, really big and ex- exponential. It's something that can affect uh, really the environment in a very deep way. That was Pascal Peduzzi, Director of Science at the United Nations Environmental Program's Early Warning and Assessment Division. You can read more about how sand is tied to our economic development in my article entitled The Insatiable Demand for Sand, published in the December 2015 issue of Finance and Development magazine. The magazine is available online at imf.org slash fnd or you can download the Finance and Development app to read it on your mobile device. You can also hear more podcasts like this one at imf.org or soundcloud.com slash imf-podcasts. <laughs>